Thank you for the night in which we have gathered, Lord, this great association. We thank you, dear God, for all that we have heard and all that we've seen and all that we have felt. We call upon your name now humbly, God, and ask of you, God, if you would touch our hearts and our minds now. Lord, as we prepare, Lord, to address this great association and then, Lord, to bring a word on your behalf. Lord, we won't take any of the glory, we won't take any of the praise, but God, we'll give all honor, glory, and praise unto you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and we count it done, saying amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated today in the very presence, presence of the Lord here on today. To our, to our presiding officer, first vice moderator, Reverend Toby T. Philpart, to our moderator emeritus and the president of the Florida General Baptist State Convention, the Reverend Dr. C.P. Preston, Jr. Let's praise God for our president. <laughs> to the chairman of the board of directors, Reverend James E. Kinchin, to our women's auxiliary president, Sister Angela Williams and her cabinet, amen. To our layman's president, Deacon Samuel Strange, and his cabinet. To our young people's department president, Sister Gwendolyn Parker. To our Congress of Christian Education president, Reverend Jeffrey L. Mack. Dean Reverend Benjamin Parrott and their cabinets. To our Northern Union president, um, the Reverend Benjamin Carroll and his cabinet to the Reverend Howard Barr, who is carrying on the work while President Carroll serves our country. And let's keep Pastor Barr in prayer to receive word on this evening that his grandfather passed and hence his absence here on tonight. To our Northern Union women president, Sister Ruth Davis and cabinet, amen. <clears throat> and we thank God her because on last year at this time um, she was hospitalized during our annual session and we praise God that God is still a healer Amen. and to our Southern Union president the Reverend Rodney Rump and cabinet our Southern Union women president sister Gloria Davis and cabinet to the president of our Moderators Auxiliary of the Florida General Baptist State Convention, our friend and our brother, the Reverend Dr. Carl Johnson. To our national dignitary and one of our own, the Reverend Dr. Marcus D. Davidson and Dr. Bentley Thomas, who serve within the Florida East Coast as well as our, or our national guests. We thank God tonight for the president of the, the president-elect um, of the national um, the Primitive Baptist National Convention um, and the personality of Elder Kenneth Duke. And we thank God for his presence here on tonight. And we thank God for our friend and our brother um, who has stayed his claim um, to being 
um, uh, reared uh, in this, this great association. Uh, we thank you so much, Bishop, amen, for your presence and sharing here with us on tonight. Uh, we are, it's good to be here. Yeah. Amen. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm keep peeking out of my eye because I, you know, I told my, my oldest daughter who was living in Fort Myers that daddy wanted her here. And you all know the weather was crazy today. And uh, she called me and she told me she was on the road. And so she has yet to arrive. And so, you know, our daddy can't pick up the phone and call. So I'm kind of, kind of, I believe that God is able and going to make sure she make it here safely. And so, um, so I just pray for her. And she got my grandbaby. Amen. Amen. I, it's not my child, but it's my granddaughter. Amen. And they on the road trying to make it, amen, from Fort Myers. And uh, it's wet and it's dark outside. And I want to make sure that my daughter makes it here, here safely. So we need your prayers. But nevertheless, it is good to be here, saints of God. Well, I'm in the land of the dying, on our way to the land of the living. We thank God for the gratuitous kind, kindness and gracious hospitality that has been shown to us on this week from our host church. And on behalf of the Florida East Coast Baptist Association, uh, we thank you, Bethlehem, and we thank you, Pastor Demetric Ford. Amen. <laughs> we also give thanks to the Reverend Theodos Times and the First Zion Church family uh, for the kindness in which these two churches have shown and will show for us here this week. Again, we say thank you. I want to say thank you to um, Vanita Timpson, and um, I thank you, Vanessa Thomas, and I thank you, Leticia Dennis. Um, I work these sisters, and I work these sisters, and I work these sisters. Sometimes I forget to say good morning, and sometimes I forget to say good afternoon, Sometimes I forget to say thank you, but allow me on tonight to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and thank you. I'd like to thank the Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist Church for their support as well as for their prayers. Um, we thank the remnant of the Mount for them getting off work and leaving their their normal functions to try to maneuver through South Florida traffic to make it not only from their responsibilities but to get to the church and then to make it on these slick roads to make it here to Deerfield Beach, we say thank you. Florida East Coast, I stand here tonight for this my eighth annual address. I am grateful for what God has ordained and for what he has allowed. In humility, I have done my best to represent our association with dignity and with integrity. I have represented our association in all of our state settings. I've represented our association at our national convention. I have made myself available to the churches within our association when called upon for guidance, for leadership meetings, for organization, organizing of search committees, for installation 
of newly called pastors, along with the countless of hours of phone calls, texts, advice, and guidance. I have also been present and participated in our district congress, our northern and our southern unions, and I praise God for being able to represent this great association. Florida East Coast, God saw fit during this year to call home laborers of our association. Please, if you would, join me tonight in a moment of silence. These persons are gone, but certainly not forgotten. Amen. I offer the following challenges and recommendations as well as presentations to our association. Some you may have heard before, but I will be like John the Baptist, and I will keep preaching the same sermon until the Lord says my time is done. I challenge and encourage us to become covenant partners with our association. Each individual above and beyond any offering or registration to give $20 a month to equate to $240 a year. And uh, we praise God that you can contribute online or you can visit our finance committee um, to make those payments. I am challenging the leaders of our auxiliaries and the chairman of the board to not only encourage but to ensure that all persons serving on the board and in these cabinets are participating in the Covenant Partner Program. Our goal um, is to have some 85% participation um, by this time next year. According to my calculation, this will bring a projected income of $43,000 to our association. And since I have been moderated together for Florida East Coast, uh, we have been able to bless nearly 50 students from our association with scholarships. I want to urge, amen. I want to urge our association to not grow weary in well-doing as it pertains to our scholarship effort. Let us not forget the youth of our churches and do our absolute best to sow seeds into their education and future. I want to take this opportunity to applaud and to celebrate Sister Angela Shellman along with the scholarship committee for the work that they have placed forward. Sister Shellman, if you are here in your committee, if you would stand so that we might recognize you. Sister Shellman, your committee, scholarship committee, amen. We praise God and thank God for you, amen. Since we last met, we were able to send $5,000 to our brothers and sisters in Quincy, Florida and Bay City, Florida. I thank those churches and individuals that opened up your hearts and participated. Amen. We are grateful to have launched our publication called The Association. Through this publication, our association will have a platform to share information on a quarterly basis, to share what is going on in our association, our churches, and the lives of individuals throughout our great district. We will be able, through this medium, to possess the opportunity to highlight the achievements and the accomplishments that are being experienced throughout our district. This publication will engage the member churches as well as the parishioners in the pew. Our publication will give us the avenue to provide resources for the busy pastor 
in sermon development as well as devotional readings for Christian growth and enrichment. The Florida East Coast will now have the ability to also entertain those businesses throughout our district that have a desire to do business uh, with us through this publication uh, by way of solicitation uh, and ads. We thank God because during our session, um, we've been able to have it posted and broadcast and we received word from a fellow moderator in the city of Chicago, Illinois, that reached out and applauded the Florida East Coast for this great accomplishment and has already made a request could he duplicate what we have done in Florida and bring a publication to his association. It is not the Johnny Barber publication, um, but it is the Florida East Coast publication. We are grateful because on next week, we will launch our redesigned website, giving us greater control, um, cutting out the middleman, and this redesigned website will enable um, us to become, will enable our website to become the information hub of our association. It will become the place that has all things pertaining to the association on the internet. Churches and delegates will now be able to register for all of our sessions to include the Congress, the one day sessions, union meetings, conferences, right from their computer in their own homes and in their offices. In this age of technology, I am pleased to announce that we have also launched the Florida East Coast mobile app. Amen. This app takes and it places the Florida East Coast right in the palm of your hand. You will have access to the East Coast Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and Instagram feed of the association. This app has a Bible uh, app in it. It has a prayer wall as well as the Florida East Coast calendar of event. You, are able, you will also be able to give and make donations to the Florida East Coast through this app. To God be the glory for utilizing technology for our purpose. I am also pleased to announce that we now have the capability to text to give right from your cell phone. Um, just text the word give to the phone number 305-928-2536. And when you set up initially, um, there moving forward, you'll be able to just text the desired dollar amount that you want to give to our association. We thank God tonight, brothers and sisters. Uh, we can fight um, technology. We can fight against advancements, but it is here, and it's not going anywhere. And we praise God because we don't want to be an association where our churches um, have far advanced our associations and are, in the words of Dr. James E. Kinchin, living in the, living in the George Jetson age, but come to an association that is operating uh, with Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. To God be the glory for this advancement in our association. I am grateful, brothers and sisters, for the solid financial state of our association. Our investments are performing well, um, as well as we continue to experience increase. 
I want to encourage our churches to get back to including our school, Florida Memorial University, in our church budgets. I want to encourage us to make a sacrificial minimal donation following the lead of our president who have asked us to make a minimal donation of $500 toward our schools. And I want to say Florida East Coast that if just 75 churches would do this, as an association, we can donate $37,500 to the Florida Memorial University. And to accomplish that, I want, I want to put feet to these words. I mean, to accomplish this, I am going to uh, appeal to our four vice moderators, to our two union presidents, uh, to, our, to our six vice presidents of our women's auxiliary, um, to take and to make contact with 12 pastors and churches within our district to get their personal commitment. So by the time November 2019 comes, the Florida East Coast will, have, will be the leading district in giving to the Florida Memorial University. I need your help in this effort. Along this same line, if those same 75 churches would also make a $500 commitment um, towards our mission efforts, uh, we will also be able to generate 37,500 as an association that we can donate towards mission. We can sponsor missionaries to take trips to aid in missions to Haiti, Africa, and the Virgin Islands as well as enable us to engage in planning churches that the association uh, will organize. We need your help, brothers and sisters. I am challenging our association to take the lead and establish a fund for struggling churches. I'm challenging our association to take the lead and establish a retirement program for pastors. Uh, to end the vicious cycle of pastors leaving the pulpit at an old age, retiring poor, or even dying in the pulpit. I am challenging our association to take the lead and establish a fund for health insurance um, in our association that will enable churches to buy into so that church employees can be offered some form of health insurance uh, as employees within our various churches. I also challenge our association to establish a young pastor development and grooming program. Dr. D.L. Powell presented to the pastors today about mentoring. And it is time out for non-Baptist and non-convention and non-association-minded pastors, as well as for associate ministers that do not honor those that are in position uh, entering into our pulpits and not supporting what we believe. I challenge us, Florida East Coast, uh, let's begin to train and teach and develop and groom new leadership for the future. And now, a word from the Lord. In the Gospel of Mark, sound person, if you would help me out, I have nothing from the monitors on the pulpit. And I thank God, I think I see my grandbaby back there in the back. Uh, she made it, amen. And, and looking around, she thinks she's the star of everything. Amen. We thank God for them making it safely here uh, to Deerfield Beach. Thank you very much, sound person. If you would, join me for the, the allotted time that I have remaining in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse number 25 through 34. A very familiar passage to many of you in here, and I pray that you would not tune a deaf 
ear towards me I mean, as we make an attempt to labor in this word. Our theme talks about envisioning um, the future exceptionally through faith. Listen at the word of God from the gospel of Mark chapter number 5, verse number 25 from the New King James Version of God's holy and divine word. It says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself um, that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Um, but his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I want to take a moment tonight and just to share with us Florida East Coast from this topic on tonight, a faith that releases God's power. A faith that releases God's power. Will you help me in getting this message out in the atmosphere by repeating its topic after me? Let me hear the church shout out a faith that releases God's power. One more time for the Holy Trinity. Let me hear the church shout out a faith that releases God's power. This third time for the Holy Trinity again with uplifted voices as though you know that you have a faith that will release God's power in your life. Let me hear you shout it out this way. I have a faith. faith. Y'all not talking back to me already. Let me hear the church shout out. I have a faith that releases God's power. Now, if you believe that, won't you put those blessed hands together? Come on and give the Lord some praise. The Bible, brothers and sisters, it declares that without faith, that it is impossible to please God. And I would suggest to you that when God is pleased, uh, that his power is released in our lives. It is when our faith is in action that it becomes a faith that releases God power in our lives to where the impossible suddenly becomes possible. It is when we is it is when our faith brothers and sisters having a faith that releases uh, God's power and it is in action Um, It is when the world will say no to you, but this faith that releases God's power in your life will take a world's no and turn it into a divine yes. 
It is a faith that releases God's power that when uh, it is in action that people will look around you, people will surround you and be waiting for your demise, but that faith in action will take what they meant for evil and God will utilize it for your good. And it is tonight, my brothers and my sisters, that we witness this woman in the text that has a faith that actually releases God's power in her life. We witness, brothers and sisters, from her action that if you're going to have a faith that releases God's power, uh, we note that it is a faith that takes and perseveres problems. It is right there in verse number 25 and 26 of this text. This woman uh, in our text, uh, it is revealed to us that she had problems. Let me hear the church shout she had problems. And we note here that this woman, she, did not, she didn't just have a problem, but this woman, she had a fourfold problem. She had a physical problem. She had an emotional problem. She had a financial problem. She had a medical problem as well. When we look at this text, we discover that her physical problem, it was blood that was flowing and never stopping. We note her emotional problem. It was that she had suffered many things for 12 years and her situation did not get better. She also had a financial problem because she had exhausted all of her money and she had, she had lost all of her money trying to get better. We also note that she had a medical problem because the physicians, their treatments, they did not work. This woman, she had a fourfold problem. However, we note something interesting in this story about this woman and her fourfold problem. This woman, in having a fourfold problem, she did not allow for her problems to stop her from believing that her life could be turned around. In other words, this woman, she persevered. Let me hear the church shout, she persevered. This woman, she was unique because although she had a fourfold problem, she was yet living with this fourfold problem. The question becomes of the text and of this woman, how, how was it, sis, were you able to keep on living? How, how was it, sister, that you were able to press on with all that you were dealing with? Tell me, sis, how were you able to function with all that you had? on your plate. Uh, I believe that if that sister was here on tonight, I believe that she would say to us and suggest to us uh, that the reason or the way that I was able to keep on with all that I had on my plate, the way that I was able to keep on pressing on uh, with these troubles uh, in my life, uh, the way that I was able to function uh, with having this fourfold problem, uh, that it was not my money, uh, it was not my friends, uh, it was not my family it wasn't who I was connected to it was not my zip code but what it was it was my faith it was my faith that gave me the power to persevere with a physical problem it was my faith that allowed me to be encouraged to persevere over my emotional problem it was my faith that allowed me to move in the midst of having a medical problem it was my favor that gave me the fuel
fuel that I needed uh, to keep on uh, pressing on uh, even uh, with a financial problem. Uh, come here tonight. Uh, can you hear this woman? Uh, I believe if she was in the Baptist church, uh, she would bust out and start singing uh, trouble in my way. Uh, I've had to cry sometimes. Uh, so much trouble. Uh, I had to cry sometimes. Uh, I laid awake at night, uh, but that's all right. Uh, but I knew that Jesus, uh, that he would fix it uh, after a while. Uh, and if y'all don't mind having a little church with me uh, up in here on tonight, uh, is there anybody in this house uh, under the sound of my voice uh, that you've had trouble in your life? Uh, You've had some heartache in your life. You've had, I wish I had some worshipers in here. Somebody that didn't mind admitting. I know you want to look good on the moderator's night. But there's a force and there's a faith that is greater than a moderator. But there's a worshiper that has to be lifted up to our God. Because a moderator won't be able to do it. Your money won't be able to do it. But is it your faith in your God that will give you the power with trouble in your life. Heartache in your life life uh, pain in your life uh, but with God in your life uh, and faith in God uh, you'll be able to make it uh, through whatever it is uh, that you're going through somebody shouts he persevered can I tell you beloved that this is the type of faith that you must have to take and release God's power in your life you have to have a faith that will persevere your problems. You have to have a faith that will persevere your tears. You have to have a faith that will persevere your pain. You have to have a faith that will persevere your trouble. You have to have a faith that will persevere your enemies. You have to have a faith that will persevere your trials. And I thank God tonight for this woman in this text uh, because although she had this fourfold problem, we witnessed from this sister that she had the type of faith that would persevere her problems. She did not allow what she was challenged with and what she was dealing with to quench her faith. Uh, she did not allow for the struggles in her life to take and to dictate and determine to her what she would believe. She did not allow for her struggle to strangle her holding on and holding out in believing in God and I want to challenge somebody in here on tonight. Yes you look good in your black and your gold but the truth is is that when you left home you had troubles. When you left the hotel room you had troubles and you're sitting in a sanctuary and you have troubles troubled but I want to encourage you on tonight that if you're going to see your future exceptionally through faith that you must have a faith that will persevere the trouble in your life I may be down right now but I just believe that I won't be down always I may be broke right now but I don't believe that I will be broke always I may have a crushed heart right now but I don't believe that my heart it will be crushed always. And is there anybody in this church on tonight that has the kind of faith that will persevere your problems? A faith that releases God's power is a faith that perseveres problems. But then also it is a faith 
that, that releases God's power. Uh, it is a faith that perceives what is possible. Look right there in verse number 27 of the text. The, the Bible says that when she, when, when, when she, when, when she heard, when, when she, when she, when she heard about, about Jesus, that word heard, Dr. Davidson is the cool in the Greek and the grammatical voice, uh, it is, is, it is in the active, which would mean that this woman, though she had this fourfold problem, she, she, she kept her ear open to hear that things would get better. But, but the question becomes, what did she hear about Jesus? The Bible, it is silent, um, and, and yet it is not silent as to what she heard about Jesus. Because one has to look and, and begin to back up to look and to see what all had transpired since Jesus showed up in the region. One begins to ask the question, could she have heard about the 10 citywide revival that the former demon-possessed man led after being healed by Jesus? Could she have heard about the storm that nearly took the lives of Jesus and the disciples until he woke up and spoke to the storm and said, peace be still? I mean, could she have heard about the withered hand worshiper that met him in the synagogue and now his hand is whole? Could she have heard about the bedridden paralytic who, had, who was lowered through the rooftop and no longer was his bed carrying him but now he was carrying his bed could she have heard about Peter's fever plagued mother-in-law who was healed could she have heard about the Capernaum worshiper with an unclean spirit in the synagogue where Jesus casted out the unclean spirit and now he can worship the Lord in spirit and in truth could she have heard about the Galilean leper who desired to be clean who once he was healed was told to tell nobody but he turned around and said that I wasn't going to tell nobody but I just couldn't keep it to myself I don't know what that woman heard but the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so she heard about Jesus and her faith allowed her to perceive what is possible the question tonight for each one of us in here on tonight is is your ear open to hear about what the Lord has done for your neighbor is your ear open to hear about the ways that he has made in the life of your friends? Is your ears open to hear about how the Lord has turned somebody's life around? Are your ears open to hear how the Lord put food on somebody's table? And while you are hungry, it lets you know that if God is still in the blessing business and if he can bless my neighbor, then I know that the Lord, he can bless me. The question becomes, is your ear open to hear about the good works that the Lord has done? It was her faith. It was her faith. She had her ears open. She had a fourfold problem. And she had her ears open. And she kept hearing about what the Lord was doing. 
And I want to encourage somebody. You may be in your now looking at your future. And it may look dark and dim. But I want to tell you to keep your ears open. You got to be careful as to what you listen to. You also got to be careful as to who you listen to. You don't want the wrong person in your life. You don't want nobody that's always mad around you. You don't want nobody that's always looking doom and gloom around you. You don't want nobody in your ear. They can't even crack a smile and God bless them with a brand new day. I wish y'all could talk back to me. You don't want nobody in here that's always murmuring and complaining. You mean to tell me you can't even fix your mouth to stop murmuring and complaining to look at the goodness and the mercy that God has given in your life to where you don't have time enough to murmur and to complain about what ain't going right. Excuse my bunnicks, but I got enough that is going right. My good days, they outweigh my bad days. And guess what? I could complain, but I will not complain. How he blessed my children. I won't complain Food on my table I won't complain Clothes on my back I won't complain Shoes on my feet I won't complain Clothes in my right mind I won't complain I got health in this body of mine I won't complain Haters keep on hating But I keep on ticking I won't complain And I wonder in here tonight Is there anybody in here That feels the way that I feel You got to ears open. You're trying to hear the goodness of God. And when you think about the goodness of the Lord, you don't have time to complain. You don't have time to murmur. You don't have time to be defeated because you've heard about how the Lord is still in the blessing business. Her faith, it began to shape her view of her future. It, it was her faith that, that prevented her from being paralyzed by her present problems. It was her faith that said that she would be healed. It was her faith that, that allowed her to see what was not as though it were. And this woman had a faith that released God's power in her life. And this faith that released God's power, God's power in her life, it was a faith that persevered problems. It was a faith that perceived what is possible. But then finally, but finally, it is a faith, uh, brothers and sisters, that releases God's power. It is a faith that proclaims the probable. Look there in verse 28, 29 of your text. The Bible says that this woman, I like this, she said, she said, if only I may touch his clothes. She said, I shall, she said, be made, be made well. Here we are exposed to her faith language. And in the Greek, that word if is con in the Greek. And then and, and this here Greek word con, um, it is an adverbial concessive which would translate that this woman's faith language, it really is an emphatic, concessive, that really is saying, even if I touch his clothes. Her faith was not doubting, but her faith, her faith was suggesting in her faith language, 
it was suggesting that she believed that there was enough power in Jesus. That, that this power was not only contained in his body, but there was so much power in Jesus that the clothes that he wore were also affected by the power that was in the body of the incarnator. Jesus had so much power and this woman's faith, she believed that she didn't even have to touch the man. But if I just touch the clothes, if I just get close enough to him and just touch his clothes, she, she began to open up her mouth and she began now to take and to speak what she believed. She began to open up her mouth and she began to say, what her future would look like. She, she began to open up her mouth and she, she began to say what she believed was going to happen in her life. She, she began to open up her mouth and she began to speak uh, what she believed was going to happen uh, in her future. And this is not a name it and claim it, uh, but what she spoke was uh, what Jesus had already done uh, for somebody else. She, she began to say that uh, in her mind that uh, if he has the power uh, to speak to the winds and the waves, then I'm sure that the Lord has uh, the power to calm uh, the storm uh, in my life. She began to speak uh, what the Lord uh, had already done uh, in the life of somebody else. Uh, if the Lord can take uh, and regulate a fever in Peter's mother-in-law, I know that the Lord, uh, that he is able uh, to take and uh, to calm my uh, diseased body. Uh, oh, yes, indeed if the Lord is able and yes to take and to give a man with one and a half hand to let him now have two whole hands I'm certain I'm certain I am for certain that the Lord if he can make him whole he can show enough make me whole as well oh yes indeed can't you see that woman yes Lord moving through the crowd moved by her faith to just tell her that if you would just touch the Lord's coming that your body it would be made whole and I don't know about you and how you may feel on tonight but I believe somebody in here, you need to open up your mouth and you need to start speaking what the Lord has already done for your neighbor. Begin to speak it in your life. Oh yes indeed My Bible tells me That when this woman 
touched the Lord. My Bible says that immediately the fountain of her blood that it was dried up. Oh yes, Lord. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. This is a faith, y'all, that releases God's power in your life. Well, I'm going to ask you this here question. Have you any rivers that seem uncrossable? Have you any mountains that you cannot tunnel through? Well, I need to tell you that God is specializes in things thought impossible and he will do with no other power no other power with no other power no other power can do I'm gone now children but I need to tell you in here that your faith in you you need to have a faith that will release God's power inside of your life you need to have the kind of faith that says although I don't see it but I trust in the Lord and I just believe that if I can get to the Lord that everything it will be alright I wonder in here is there anybody in here that knows what I'm talking about anybody in here feel the way I do I wonder in here are there any children of God that you've got that kind of faith that has released the Lord's power in your life well I need to ask you one more thing has it made a way for you has he opened up doors? Has he turned you around? Has he lifted you up? If you know that he has, let me hear you tonight. Somebody say yes. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Is there that knows what the Lord can do. Is there anybody here that knows that God can work it out? Let me hear you today. Somebody say it. Somebody say it. Say, say, say. No, he's alright. Ah, ah, no, he's alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, no. Yeah. <laughs>